Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. These people are the waiting only for the Sunnah Darli people. They want the same thing to happen to them. To either happen to the people of Ad, Samud, people of Nuh, now Arab people want same thing to happen to them. You know, nothing really. Allah wants to respect, guided by the Quran, and now you want the punishment to come and to help you. So, you know, Allah ta'atiyahum sunnatul awwaleen, aw ya'atiyahumul adabu qubula, aw the punishment come to them face to the face to face. That's what they want. Face to face punishment. Tell me when the punishment will come, there's no time. Finish. Allah SWT has made a time for everything. Once it has come properly, then nothing can help you, nothing can stop you. So these verses are clear, very, very clear. Allah SWT has way always in the world is that He explains to the people, He guides to the people, He helps them properly. If they don't listen, then He delays them. And when the right time comes, when the marriage promise comes, then Allah destroys them and then nothing can stop. And that is why I mentioned the last night I was you know, listening to Tarabi. This verse very clear came that an angel came to Ibrahim al-Islam. And when they came to Ibrahim al-Islam, you know, Ibrahim al-Islam made food for them, but they did not eat. Ibrahim became scared. He realized that they are not, they are not human beings, they are angels. And he could know that they are not those angels who used to bring message to him. These angels are different angels. They have come to punish. So Ibrahim al-Islam became you know, frightened. So he said, Ma khatbukum, O messengers, what, what, why you have come? They said, we have been sent to destroy the people of Lut. We have come, we have brought punishment to them. But think really, is Ibrahim is so soft person, so nice, you know, so kind. When he heard that now Allah is going to destroy the people of Lut completely, you know, he has so hurt. Now he wants to delay the punishment. He, so Allah SWT said, Now Ibrahim started arguing us about the people of Lut. Oh Allah, don't punish them. Give them more time, sometime, something like that. Allah SWT said, Ibrahim said, no Ibrahim, now the time has come, fixed time has come. This never, never can be changed. What Allah said, this adab will come, this never, adab will not lie, this punishment will come certainly, nothing can stop it now. And then Allah SWT said, Ibrahim is very soft, in Ibrahim, la halimun awwahu munib. Ibrahim is very halim, you know, controlling his anger, awwah, he is very, his heart is very painful, you know, he cannot, cannot hear any problem, he cannot bear any, any difficulty for the people. That's why he started arguing us. But Allah said, Ibrahim, no, don't argue now. Now nothing can stop the punishment. And then the people came to Lut, people of Lut, to Lut al-Islam. And then the, you know, the long story in the Quran. And Lut al-Islam became very concerned and worried that what to do. Then they said to Lut al-Islam, don't worry, these people, they never can come to you. Just leave them in the mo- uh, before morning. And in the morning, the punishment will come to them. Nothing can stop them. Nations, again, again, nations came and destroyed. You can't see the history of the mankind all the time, really. That people are, nations are there and they destroy. Even the individuals, many, many individuals, they are strong people. And then they, Allah gives them time. And then after that, time is taken away from them. No, no more chance. Finish. Allah wants to overrun the Quraysh people. You've got only one chance, no other chance. Similarly, we people, really, before the death, we have got chance. And sometimes we have to think, really, it comes to my mind that, you know, it, uh, how lucky I am that I'm alive. If I had died, I have got uh, no chance with me. 
since I am alive, I've got a chance. Now, if I don't use the chance, who can be more unlucky than me? I've got the chance, I've got the Quran. You know, think properly, you know, use, the, use this time properly. Don't waste your time in unnecessary. Don't argue, don't discuss. Get the message properly. You know, get the guidance from the Quran. Follow the Quran. Don't, don't, don't make anything to interrupt you or to distract you. Or just like this question about Dajjal, about science of the conspiracy. No. Just go, focus. Focus on the message. Think really what is the main concern of the Quran is. I should focus. Obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Day of judgment. Save yourself from the hellfire. Focus on the message. You, you know, life is very short. You will be saved. But if you are concerned about so many things in the world, but not the real message, nothing can help you. That we can see that now in Middle East, now this new, new problem happened. The book is so good. Now there are a big number of the people, their concern only is, you know, miracles of the Quran, the number. So all the game of the number. Any number come in the Quran, they, they say it, you know, miracle. Actually, with the same numbers, you can prove many miracles in the, in the Bible. You can prove many miracles in the Hindu books. You can make many proof in the book, in the, in the same number, in any book really. In the numbers, they have combination of number, how they work, anybody can play. It is so easy for the people. It's not going to help you really. The book has come as guide. Allah SWT said, what are they waiting? They are waiting for the punishment to come. وَمَا نُرْسِلُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِلَّا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْدِرِينَ You ask the Prophet ﷺ to bring punishment. Quran now coming to the beginning of the story of Surah, Surah Al-Kahf. When Allah SWT said in the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf that we have sent the book. Why? وَيُبَشِّرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And also, يُنْدِرَ بَأَسَلْ To warn. Messenger to in the beginning of the Surah Al-Kahf was Indar and Tafsheer. The Quran has come to warn you and also to give good tidings. Messengers don't come to bring punishment to you. Messengers don't want punishment. Punishments are only owned by Allah SWT. Messengers only come to warn you or to bring good tidings to you. So Allah SWT said, وَمَا نُرْسِلُ أَرْمُرْسَلِينَ إِلَّا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْدِرِينَ We don't send the messengers except I people of good tidings. They come and give good tidings. That if you believe, if you obey messenger, you go to paradise. Wamundirin. And if you don't listen to them, then hellfire. Indar and Tafsir, the two the important actually aspects are the same message. Both are the same thing. Same message, same thing. And both work together. Christian people, you know, for, for more than 100 uh, years, there was previous council, you know, in, in, in England. When, uh, when they decided that we should not mention hellfire. Okay, mentioning hellfire is so bad for the people if you preach. So they dropped the hellfire from their, you know, from their discussion. So hellfire no more there. Christian missionary come to your house, they sometimes preach you. So they will mention so many things. And if you ask them, what will happen if I don't listen to you? They will say, I don't know. So once somebody came to my house, you know, long time ago, you know, to preach. So he was a preacher, and I, so I, I'd like to discuss with them anyway. So I said, okay, come and I said. So he was saying all those things, you know, about Jesus Christ and this and that. So I said to him, but uh, what happens if I don't listen to you? Then he said, I don't know. So I said, but you know, listen to me. I have got a message. And if you don't listen to my message, you know, people go to hellfire. Those who don't listen to my message, they go to hellfire. He said, no, there's no hellfire. I said, no, there, and I have got my own Bible. So I opened, I got a mark properly. So I said, see, you know, no, New Testament, hellfire there. Old Testament, hellfire there. How you say? It is you people don't want to mention, but it's there. Then he said, okay, give me time, I'll come next to you. But then he never came to me again. 
So you know, this thing really, hellfire is there. If you don't mention it, it's not that you go, if you close your eye from the problem, it does not mean problem does not exist. It exists. Problem is still there. Hellfire is there whether you mention it or don't mention it. This is serious. But that I said to Christian people that you, know, you should actually accept our, our religion, you know, because if I don't accept your religion, nothing happened to us. But our religion is more serious. If you accept paradise, if you don't accept hellfire, so tell me which one is more serious. If people don't accept your religion, nothing happened to them. You said they're nothing. They know hellfire anyway. You don't believe in the hellfire. But uh, we are more serious. We say if you listen, you get paradise. And if you don't listen, you get hellfire. The Quran mentions both tabshir and imdar. And don't feel shyness. This message must be given. It is actually deep in the heart of the people. When you mention the hellfire, people become serious. It really awakens them. So Muslims should not feel shyness in mentioning the hellfire. You know, that's it, because this is the core message of the Prophet Messenger. Main thing the Quran is this, if there is no hellfire, you know, it doesn't matter whether you obey Allah or not obey, if there is no punishment. But the reason, the real thing is, there is hellfire. If you don't listen to him, that is not easy, then people are going to hellfire. The Quran says, We don't send the messengers except with this thing. Uh, good tidings, good news, or bad news. They will tell you, warning. But even the warning is not to throw them in the hellfire. Warning is to alert them, to make them to be alert, alerted. This is what they have done. You see, the messengers bring the truth and they bring the true message and they warn people. But unbelievers, they will bring some false argument. They will bring a question with nothing to your message. Like when Musa came to Firaun, clear message. But Firaun is asking a question, those questions which nothing to do with the message. He wants to engage in him in the discussion. That happened in, the, in our time as well. When you, when you explain something to, from Islam to the people, they will ask you a question with nothing to do with the message. Something else they want to discuss. They want to you know, raise a problem. You know, the, actually among Muslims, same thing. Many, many Muslims. You know, somebody, you know, I started this um, class in Oxford, you know, on, uh, in Ramadan for a half an hour reminder, every day something. So somebody was there, he said, uh, there are many, many people who are saying in Oxford, don't attend the, this class. I said, why? They, they should come to this class anyway. He said, because these people are training people, don't come because uh, Shaykh Akram's Aqidah is wrong Aqidah. He does not have proper Aqidah. So don't come, listen to them harm. Think properly. This is how Shaitan comes. Where Quran has said that, you know, you must look in the Aqidah of the people. And where Aqidah has come in the Quran and Sunnah. But you see, now they, that's, this is how they make it. There's somebody's Aqidah not good, don't listen to him. There are Allah saying that, you know, when messengers come, they make the clear good warning, good, good news and, and, and warning. But the people will make a new problem. They will say, ask this question, make this debate, this discussion. Anyway, I will discuss, discuss this in inshallah more detail after the break. If you have any questions, please ask. Uh, you had mentioned that, uh, you know, that we should not fear those who do not fear Allah. You know, that. So I don't, un um, I always find it difficult to understand uh, Surah Falak. What does it mean by, um, you know, seeking refuge from those who, you know, um, like those who practice or darkness or why do we seek refuge from, you know, when, um, like what is the need or, or from <coughs> those who are jealous? Why should we seek refuge from those who are jealous? You know, the way the word Allah has made it, Allah is the only who is completely perfect. He is perfect and complete. Every single thing created, He created those things for benefit. But He put an aspect of harm in that as well. 
सो एवरी सिंगल क्रिएशन हैज गॉट सम हारफुल एक्सपेक्ट एज विल तो द वन इज यू ओनली कैन बी सेव फ्रॉम द हारफुल एक्सपेक्ट इफ यू कम टू द क्रिएटर कर ही द वन हुज गॉट अ पावर टू 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 गिव यू द बेनिफिट एवरी थिंग फॉर एग्जाम्पल एवरी सिंगल थिंग फूड फूड हैज बेनिफिट फॉर यू एंड आल्सो हार फॉर यू तो इफ यू आस्क अल्लाह हेल्प अल्लाह कैन गिव यू द बेनिफिट एंड सेव यू फ्रॉम द हार तो दैट वॉज इज टीचिंग यू डोंट कम टू द फूड इन नॉट यू आस्क फूड ऑफ फूड आई एम गॉट टू ईट यू बट सेव मी फ्राम योर हार नो आस्क अल्लाह तो सिमिलरली पीपल हैव गॉट जेलसी ह्यूमन बींग वन ऑफ द हारफुल एस्पेक्ट दे हैव गॉट जेलसी देर जेलसी नो डाउट कैन मेक दैम वेरी वेरी मीन एंड बिकॉज जेलसी दे मेक कंस्पायरेसी दे मेक यू नो प्लान प्लाटिंग अगेंस्ट यू दे कैन डू सो मेनी हार टू यू बट डोंट आस्क दैम टू हेल्प यू आस्क अल्लाह टू हेल्प यू तो अल्लाह सुहा तला टू मेक वेरी क्लियर दर क्रिएशन इज वी दर वीराउलक मिन शर रिमा खालक आई टेक रिफ्यू टू द लोड ऑफ द मोर्निंग फ्राम द ईवल ऑफ वाट ही क्रिएटेड अल्लाह इज दू क्रिएट द ईवल नो बड़ी एस क्रिएट अल्लाह इज दू मेड द ईवल ही मेड द ईवल फॉर मैनी पर्पज वन ऑफ द मीज टू शो द देर वीकनेस एंड नाउ आल्सो बिकॉज इफ अल्लाह डॉट मेक वीकनेस इन ईवल इन द इन द क्रिएशन देन यू विल टर्न टू द टू द क्रिएशन and allah wants you not to turn on them turn to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you know that this thing has got some good and some some harmful thing and good only can come to me if allah wants but if there is no harm then you just turn to the things to allah wants to or we want you make you to turn to him not to the things so every single thing in this world has got good aspects and also harmful aspects and the way to be safe from the harmful aspects not to fear that thing no just come to allah allah will save you But not come to do that. That's why we met. Like even mothers, mothers are so good, but mothers are so willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly, they can harm their children. Only Allah is the one who knows everything properly. So you have to come to His protection all the time. The meaning is, "Kulaat dera bil falak, kulaat dera bil nas." Are the surah which emphasize your dependence on your Lord. You depend on Him even when you get everything. Still, you depend. Can you don't know that from same thing which you think is good for you, he is going to create harm for you. He can create harm for you. So still, you need. For example, if somebody got money, you say, "Oh, I've got money anyway. Now I don't care about things." No, if you don't come to Allah, that money can be harmful to you. He can create harm from the money for you. Me sharre ma khala. Every creation he can make harm in that. That what he means. Exactly. Kulaat dera bil falak, kulaat dera bil nasi surat tawhid to make people to trust in Allah alone. اقوله الله قوله الله واحد انجس لك مش بروبرلي قوله الله واحد اكتبي ده عند القران سوره التوحيد وان سوره التوحيد الله سبحانه وتعالى هسد اوري سد الله قوله الله واحد الله الصمد الله ذا ون ان الله الصمد الله ذا ون هو كان بروتكت يو وير يو كان تيك ريفيوج لاست تو سوره هاف كم تو اكسبلين يو ذا مينينغ اوف صمديه تقول عبد ربي الفلق عبد ربي الناس كلير اكسبلينيشن اوف Allah is Samad. That word they have come. That is purpose of it. Allah is Samad, meaning it that any harm come to Allah, any benefit come to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Nobody else can benefit you. So Allah Azza Wa Jalla, Allah Azza Wa Jalla, Nas actually are compilation of the meaning of Qul Huwallah Wahad. Nobody harm, nobody harm, nobody benefits. Well then, um, you know, when um, especially uh, in certain cultures there is a constant nazar. So then they point to this surah and they say, well, look, um, you know, by we should be careful of of people who get jealous of us because then they you know they have nazar which is bad for us now what what is the what is the um, you know what is nazar 
I mean, how can it harm? Like, how can a non-physical thing just if if you're je- if someone is jealous of you, they can't harm you. If they do something to you, only then they will harm you. But that is harm from anything. But there are meaning. You know, these 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 surahs they are not like magical formulas you read and something disappears. Muslims actually, many Muslims don't understand what these surahs are. People think it is just some magical words. You read them and something happens. No, they have meaning. They have to do something. Meaning, Shaitan actually the the main person who is jealous of Shaitan. He makes every single effort to misguide you, to create trauma for you. Allah says, don't fear, don't worry. He is so mean. Come to me. There are meaning. If people are if if Shaitan is jealous of you, don't worry. Don't become make a big thing. No, come to me. I will save you. Same human being. If somebody becomes jealous and he make plotting against you, he can harm you. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala wants to tell, no, don't worry about their plot. Come to me, I will help you. That the meaning is, you know, meaning is not that you know, Shaitan. We you say certain words and you people can be misled. No, he plots, he makes effort. You know, he work like you know, enemy. They do. That the meaning is. So these words, this surah has come to tell. That will be the meaning. Come to Allah, ask Him to help you. You know, follow Him. How He helps you by following. You know, follow His command. Obey Him. Listen to Him. Read His books. They can guide you. That what they do. Not I. You know, I, there are many, many harm can happen with the hand. People can harm with the hand. People also can harm with the eye. People can, for example, can see sometimes, sometimes somebody looks at you very badly. You can scare. Some people have scary eye. So people can harm with the hand. People can harm with my. People can harm with the eye. That happen. Or some people eye actually so harmful. They can be more harmful that people imagine. Sometimes, you know, not big problem, but sometimes small problem can happen. So Allah wants to say, don't worry. Don't scare. You come to me. I'll protect them. So all the harms of the eye and all those things, they are, you know, this thing happened in life. Allah has made them. So the one who made them, come to him. Ask him to protect you. Listen to him. Obey to him. And follow his command. But the meaning actually is not that, you know, somebody, you know, hide the bad eye and you read a cloud, there will be falak, just, you know, like that. And then you know, all this goes. People think, really, you know, follow the surah. Follow the message properly. It is not that you read certain words and this will happen. You have to, like when somebody becomes angry and you say, A'udhu Billah and Shaitan Rajeem. Meaning, the person has to say, Oh, I take refuge from Shaitan to Allah. So when he says this, it gives him, you know, protection. So many, many Muslims, we have them, they treat the Quran as like something magical words and then you just keep them. You know, no doubt Allah's words also have you know, impact, but the real thing is the meaning. Meaning, do what Quran commands you. Is it clear? These surahs have come to make you to not to fear them, but to come to Allah, to take shelter, protection in His command. Do what He commands you. Sheikh, are people rewarded if they think about um, the favors of Allah and about uh, their life without really doing any zikr in their tongue? Can you say again? Can you say again? Are people rewarded? Are they rewarded if they? Think about the favors of Allah, if they think about Allah without making any zikr in their tongue. Yeah, that is zikr from mind. Zikr done only by tongue. Zikr can be the mind. If you think about Allah's favor, that's also zikr. Actually, that's much stronger. You know, we need zikr with the tongue as well. But real zikr is to think and understand. So when you lie down, think on Allah's favor. Actually, even if you serve with the tongue, think about his favors, how much favor he has done. To think, Allah, we have to worship him with our mind, with our brain, with every single thing. Keep thinking. Thinking is one of the best things. So the efforts efforts we give in thinking, we are rewarded for all those. Yeah, yeah. And when people think, they get so much reward. 
religion really is thinking. Thinking is the main thing. Thinking is the one which changes. Think. You know, mind actually is the one who rules every part of the body. So when you think properly, then your tongue and your body can be used properly. To always keep thinking about Allah's, your weakness and Allah's greatness. You know, Allah's favor upon you and how much you need Him. Your dependence upon Him. Keep thinking. And certainly it will make you to obey Him and to, to trust in Him. Um, I have two questions, Sheikh. The first one is um, you discussed some of the kind of futile discussions that people often have and how that they're quite <laughs> negative and don't lead to anything positive. But are there, is there benefit in having the kind of discussions that people often gather and reflect on meanings in the, in the Quran, etc.? Those kind of discussions, are those, would you say those are beneficial to types of discussions? And if so, how do we find, where do we draw the line between a discussion that's contentious or a waste of time and a discussion that may actually bring us some benefit? You know, discussion can be good if the purpose is to find out the truth. So, for example, I ask you a question and then you ask a question and then we discuss it. So, something which is missing from my mind, your question can make me to become more and more clear. It can help you, like, you know, in, 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 in scholarship. When a student, certainly, no doubt, scholarly discussion can help people to understand the points properly and to look at the thing from so many different angles. So, that's good. Like, for example, medical doctors, they sit together and they, are, they want to understand certain illness, certain problem. They discuss and you know, and they and they, they bring different aspects, it helps it increases everybody's knowledge. There's no harm, the people should do this. This actually always helpful, you know, it makes people thinking in you know, much stronger. But there is another way of discussion, please, where the people's intention is not to find the truth and to increase the knowledge. The purpose is to prove that I am both right and I'm I have to win. That is wrong. So if the purpose is to increase the knowledge and to understand the matter properly. That discussion is good actually. The hadith said, Inna If you don't know, then ask. Yeah. And people can help you. But if the purpose is to prove that I am right and you are wrong and I have to prove and I don't want to listen to you, I just want you to listen to me only. So that's not proper discussion, that is harmful. That's what people do. So debate actually, when debate happens, the purpose of debate is what? To prove that you are a winner. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like any, any debate between Muslims and non-Muslims. Because debates actually are sin. When people debate, they get sin. Because the intention is not to explain the truth. Intention is that I become the winner. And when I come, sin comes. Because you become arrogant, winner. Even if you make a debate with a Hindu, and you think you know, they have ideas, I have to prove that it's still not right. You cannot humiliate them. You cannot make effort to win against them. This is not right, really. Only thing Allah allows you, that you explain to them the truth. Explain properly. Listen to them what they say, and then explain properly. And once you know they explain properly, if they don't listen, to leave. After a while, they will listen. Again, again. But don't in, enter into discussion where the purpose becomes to win. When the purpose becomes to win, leave immediately. Simple thing. Uh, and the second question, um, in Ayah 55, the, I didn't quite understand the structure of it. So it's, you have, وَمَا مَنَا an يُؤْمِنُوا إِلَى جَاءَهُمْ And then later on you have, إِلَّا أَن تَعْتِهُمْ سُنَّةَ الْأَوَلِينَ So it sounds like nothing, um, you have, it's saying that nothing prevents men and then except um, what happened to the older people should overtake them. So it sounds like, to my understanding, it sounds like what happen, uh, the way it's set up is what happened to the older people is what is preventing you. No, no. I don't what understand. What stopped these people from being guided from, you know, just, you see, you know, what has stopped the people, you know, from, from when the guidance came? Yeah. And, and, 
and listen uh, and ask forgiveness of the Lord. What has taught them? Nothing. They did not argue, not a argument, evidence, or explanation. Everything had done, done except one thing. That actually they want what the punishment come. If the punishment come, you know, then they think they look at it. Nothing else. They don't, nothing else can help them. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made every single thing properly for them. But what they waiting actually is the the Sunnah of the early people. The early Sunnah can come. That only thing which can help them. Nothing had stopped them. What have stopped people from believing when guidance came and from asking Allah to forgive them? What has stopped them? Is the Quran not clear? Nothing. What is stopping them? Nothing clear. So now the Quran wants to say, except one thing is that, that is the punishment come, then they will listen. Then nothing else. The only thing really is when you come, then, then, then they listen and they obey Allah. So, so that's. that's but when you say that nothing has stopped them except for the punishment coming. No, it's not, does not mean the punishment, punishment, punishment going to stop them. Meaning is nothing has, nothing is stopping them from believing. No, you know, because it's not argument. Now what they not believe that the punishment can't destroy them. See, that's only thing they're waiting. So it's like uh, yeah, rhetorical. Yeah, yeah it be, no, it basically yeah. you can say illa is not, uh, illa could be her munqate. Munqate means it's not connected. But meaning basically is that, that you know, everything is there. Quran is there, messenger is there, nothing is there. So why they can't believe? Now they are only waiting for the punishment. Okay, so Allah is not connected to the. Yeah. Okay. There was a stopping the. That makes sense. All right. Sheikh. I'm just, Sheikh. Just from what we were talking before, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ تَسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ so you said that this was a sajda of loyalty because Adam السلام, was going to be the, the, the leader and, and the ruler on earth and so the angels would uh, need to listen to him. But um, I thought, you know, um, it, he, was, he was only sent to earth once, you know, they, they disobeyed Allah and ثُمَّ رَدَدْنَاهُ أَسْفَلَى سَافِلِينَ So, you know, it, it, it appears from the, the chronology of events that he was never meant to be the leader, you know, up until he disobeyed. So otherwise he was just going to live in Jannah. So why, why would the loyalty have needed to be that he, he would have been living in Jannah? He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been on the earth. No, no. Adam was created from very beginning for the earth. Allah said to him, He was made for that purpose. You know, it was from very beginning. There was a purpose, his creation, that he's going to be in the earth. But before sending to the earth, Allah SWT made a rehearsal. Allah SWT, re rehearsal, and just you know, he want him to, to have understand the world properly. So he wants to stay here, understand things properly, that how, what is going to happen in the earth. So he commanded him something and forbid him from something. And there said, don't listen to shaitan, shaitan is your enemy. But Adam listened to shaitan and happened to him whatever happened, then he had to repent. Then Allah SWT sent him to earth, telling him, now this is going to happen to you. So that was really something like a training, the session for, for Adam al Islam. Not because you know, he disobeyed, he was sent to earth. He was meant for earth anyway, from the very beginning. Okay. There was the purpose. The purpose so, was to be sent. But that was for a small period when Allah wanted to train him, to make him know what is going to happen in the earth. So he was never meant to stay in Jannah? No, no, no never. And, and, and in the Quran, I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, you know, he says to Shaitan, Inna ka rajim. So it's from his goal to curse Shaitan. So can people derive from this that it's 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 virtuous to to curse shaitan? Yeah, cursing shaitan means to remind you that he is your enemy, and there's no barakah in him. So how can listen? 
when you say he's carceral, but there is a harm him not, but it benefits you. Because if, if for example, if such a so and so player curse people, then you're not going to obey them. You'll be away from them. These people are unlucky people, very bad, evil people. So when you say evil, then you'll be away from them. So when you keep saying shaitan rajim, awad billah min shaitan rajim, then it will help you to be away from him. So when you remember that his rajim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed him, then no, no hope for him. He never can be some barakah for him. Then no barakah in him. So, so you can almost use this as like a type of dhikr, you know, like a shaitan. Yeah, right, right. But it's really a reminder for you. That right. Right. Not that you say rajim and you get reward necessarily, but if you say rajim and you understand properly, it can help you. You know, we don't want to curse a, 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 a other people, but shaitan certainly, because shaitan is the real problem. No, the, the, no, dhikr is just saying rajim. Dhikr is a'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim, the whole thing. Like we say Allah, Ya Rahman, to give a reward, Ya Rahim. I don't think you say rajim, O shaitan, you are rajim. You know, I don't think there is reward in that, except if it helps you to be away from him. And Sheikh, what you're saying before about as-samad uh, and samadiyya is falaqan and nas and trying to explain. Can you just explain this whole issue with Ibn Abbas? He didn't, he didn't include them as part of the Ibn Mas'ud. Ibn Mas'ud. Yeah, he did not include. The reason is because Qul'a'ud al-Fallah was... So he knew by heart, but he did not write. Because he knew that Qul'a'ud al-Fallah was the tatimma, completion of Qul'a'ud al-Wahad. But he did not consider them as Qur'an. He did Qur'an, but he did not write them. That's all. He did not write because he knew his completion. Has come to explain to people what Samad means. Samadhiya is the thing where people have problems. So Allah wants to make clear that harm and benefit both are in the hand of Allah alone. If you think any harm coming from anything, don't go to that thing, come to Allah. Nobody wants any harm. Allah made the harm there, you know, because Allah wants to show them how weak they are, but He wants you to turn to Him. So nobody wants any harm, nobody wants any benefit. Okay, the first question is uh, Someone asked you about the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ was affected by magic witchcraft and you said that you are in the middle of completing a research on this hadith as there may be possible defects but the hadith is found in Sahihain uh, Sahih Bukhari and Muslim, where the Prophet ﷺ was affected through someone using hair from the comb. Can you expand on this, on, 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 on if this is the same hadith you're doing research on? Yeah, no, I know the hadith in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, but I think really there is some, some problem in the hadith, some mistake, some misunderstanding. Not a hadith, not a condition of Bukhari Muslim, but there is some, some problem uh, in, in, in the hadith. So that inshallah one day I'll explain because you know it's one of the hadith people use that even the Prophet regard the effect of the magic. I don't feel it was true. So truth is something else. So let me complain inshallah once I complete something properly and my mind is very clear, then I'll explain that inshallah. But I don't believe that the Prophet, anybody did any magic against the Prophet. It never happened. He had no magic, nothing. Okay. Uh Sheikh, you said it's not a magical formula in terms of reading certain verses and getting a solution for certain issues. But people nowadays need a clear prescription that provides step by step to fix their problem. They go to the Raqis because they give them this prescription. 
if we tell the people that reciting certain surahs will not work immediately, what should we tell people to give them uh, ease for their issues? The Prophet used to read all the Quran. Then he used to be safe from all illness. Because if this surah, this verse, so then why he to have got illness? And when he used to get illness, he used to go to the to the doctors. He never got to Raqi. Think properly. Useless thing really. You know, I think that the problem of Raqi should finish from Muslim world. Because they are useless people. They have no, nothing to do in their life. The other than Muslim, the people very, very bad really. People should not go. Whatever they do, you can do. Tell me what they cannot, what can, can I do? Any Quran that they read, why cannot you read? Why you need to go to them? Why you need to have specialized people for this purpose? You think what Quran will reveal for this purpose? To just use less things, really. basic wasting of, waste of time and waste of money. You know, and people read Quran anyway. So why do they need to, you know, to have, uh, why they have all the illness? You know, Quran was revealed for some other purpose, higher purpose, you know, guiding the people. You know, it does not, not mean the people who follow the Quran, they will not get illness. They still get illness. If the Prophet who is the best person who gets illness, why not us? People will have Quran, they will have illness. But for the illness, Allah SWT has made procedure. Follow the procedure. You know, don't make things like all mystery and, 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 and you know, not a mystery. You know, understand properly, Allah SWT wants you to follow the procedure properly. If you get illness, go to a doctor and consult them. They say what they do. In other go to Raqi. And the Raqi, when they have problem, you know what they do? They go to doctors. All the Raqis, they, when they have health problem, they go to doctors. But for you, they ask you to come to them. That's what they do. Because they know. They know. And I know Kiri Raqi. They have so many problems, all the Raqis. Their Rukia cannot solve their own problem. How can solve your problem? So try to understand properly. The only thing is, come to Allah Trust in Him. And when you have, for example, if you are hungry, so are you going to read the Quran? Are you going to eat food? Tell me what you're going to do. Eat food. Every messenger will say, when you are hungry, go and eat food. But you are still reading the Quran. When you are ill, go to a doctor. Take a, take a medicine. There are, Quran does not come to, to fill your stomach or to cure you from medicine, you know, from illness. Then the purpose of the Quran. Quran has come to guide you, to tell you how to live on the face of that as believer. Then the Quran came. Otherwise, why the Prophet force ill? Why he become ill? Just think properly. You misuse of the Quran, disrespect of the Quran. The Quran has come to guide you. If you follow the procedure properly, if you are thirsty, get water. Not any surah of the Quran. You know, if you are hungry, get food. If you are in you know, illness, then go to a doctor. But this thing is very, very bad and really. Not understanding the thing properly, that you go to Raqi. Raqi don't have any power. They, they can't do anything. And whatever they read, you can read. Um, and sometimes going to Raqi actually shirk. Sometimes going to them shirk. Because they make you to believe in certain hearts of something. Very, very bad really. They don't care about your Iman. They only care about your money. They don't think really that what they teach you is going to harm your iman. I've seen so many rocks, so many problems really. The very, very bad thing, you know, they don't worry about your prayer or fasting. The only concern actually is, you know, how they can make many, many people come to them. Uh, okay, Sheikh. Uh, with, with regards to this question, I mean, people might have a misunderstanding because in Surah, I think, uh, Yunus, the, 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 the Quran is described as Shifa and Huda. And, and Rahma, Shifa is translated as cure. Shifa doesn't mean that you cure of illness, then you read the Quran and you are cured. If Quran is Shifa in that meaning, why the Prophet go to doctors? Nothing really. People ask Aisha, Urbai Zubair said, I asked my Khala Aisha, 
that you know Arabic poetry, you know Hadith, you know Fiqh, I can understand. But how you know, you know medicine so much? About medicine, how much you have so much about medicine? So she says, because the Prophet said, whenever he falls ill, uh, doctors used to come and advise him and prescribe for That I have learned. So the Prophet said, when he is ill, he comes to doctors. So think properly. If the Quran is cure for the illness, why the Prophet does not work with the Quran? Who knows Quran more than him? Always follow the right procedure. Why Muslims always have medical, medical treatment? Why medicine has been always so important in the Muslim, Muslim world? Always. From the very beginning. There always have been doctors. From the very beginning. When Muslims have problems, they used to go to doctors. Why? If the Quran is cure for every single thing. The Quran is cure for the problem of the kufr, shirk, jealousy, hatred, you know, all these problems. But Quran has not come to cure people's illness. You know, as Quran cannot feed you, similarly, Quran has not come to cure you. Quran, you know, no doubt Allah can give barakah in his day sometime, but that's not the main purpose. So try to understand this thing properly. Respect the Quran. Don't disrespect the Quran. Quran has come for a bigger thing, to cure your soul, to cure your heart, to cure your mind. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Don't understand why people don't want to be normal. You know, normal thing really in this world, any child, ask a child, when you are hungry, what do you do? He says, I eat. When you are thirsty, what do you do? I, 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 I have water. When you fall ill, he will say, I go to doctor. Well, I don't understand why Muslims don't understand anything. When I am hungry, I go to Quran. When I am thirsty, I go to the Quran. When I am ill, I go to the Quran. Nobody, nobody does that. No, it's not normal. Nobody does in the world like that. Try to understand properly. Be normal in, the, in this life. You know, follow the procedure. Allah has made the procedure. When you want to see something, what do you do? Use your eye or you read the Quran. If you can't see properly, what do you do? If I be weakness in my eye, what should I do? I read certain verses or I go to a doctor. Tell me what I do. I go to a doctor. Follow the procedures properly. That's how Allah has made the world. Don't invent something. If you invent it, you deceive the people and deceive yourself. I don't understand why people don't want to be normal. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. So we, we often hear a hadith where I think it's uh, Sayyidina Ibn Mas'ud was traveling with a group of companions to a tribe and the chieftain had been bitten by a scorpion and then he read Surah Al-Fatiha and they were given some compensation in the form of uh, some cattle and they came, came back and the Prophet ﷺ approved of this. Is this, uh, is this not an authentic hadith? Or? What happened? So the, there is a... Yeah, yeah, a lot of Ibn Mas'ud, some other companions, yeah, they do. You know, I'm trying to say that the companions, they did not make Quran, Quranic medicine. That, you know, all the time they fall ill, they do. But certainly, Quran Allah, the words, is very powerful. Once you express your full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, certainly your trust can change the world. No doubt about that. Therefore, the Prophet said, if people have proper trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, they, he will feed them as they are. So when they read Surah Al-Fatiha with full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, certainly it helped. And, you know, help comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is not Allah's command. Allah's command is when you fall ill, go to the doctors. When you have a problem, go to the people who solve the problem. If you don't do this, you'll be sinful. Abdullah Masood, Allah, or all the companions, tell me when they fall ill, what they do. Did they go to Iraqi? You know, read in the Hadith books of Hadith. You know, people have written books on Tibbun Nabi. Tibbun Nabi actually is a special books where people have described that you know, when they used to fall ill, they used to do this thing. You don't find that for every single illness they used to read Fatiha. And for Fatiha, do you need to go to Iraqi? Can't you read yourself? Tell me what is it? Why cannot you read your Fatiha, Fatiha yourself? Why you need to go to Iraq, professional Iraqi? If Allah's words can work for him, why not for you? But certainly, why the Prophet said, honey, 
honey is good for the people. If Quran is a cure for every sin, why honey comes in between? Why Quran itself said in honey there is cure for the people? If the Quran is cure, why will, because for the, for the honey, you need to spend money. For Surah Fatiha, no money. This Surah Fatiha can cure you, why go for honey? Quran itself said in the honey there is cure. Think properly. The Prophet about Habbatu Sauda, the black seed, there is so much cure in it. Why he said like that? If people of Surah Fatiha can you know, help for everybody. Try to understand the Quran has come to guide the people, don't misuse the Quran. Certainly, Quran has a barakah, and some barakah also can be physical, but sometimes you can use, but don't misuse it. Don't all the time. So sometimes once in life, Abdullah Masood, if he did it once in life, but these people make profession and in job for every day, that's very, very bad really. It should not happen. When you are hungry, eat food. When you are thirsty, drink water. And when you are ill, go to a doctor and take medical treatment. That's how Allah has made the world. Follow the procedure. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.